Today, we are talking about the S word. That's right. We are talking about sin. Get your mind out of the gutter. How do you navigate sin? How does it affect you as an athlete? And newsflash, uh, it especially affects you in sports. What does the Bible even say about sin? Well, today we are going in-depth on what it means to not only battle against sin, but also realizing that we are all broken, sinful people that need a Savior in Jesus. Today, I invited on former collegiate baseball player Zach Dean to talk about this important topic and things that he has learned from sin that he has battled throughout his life as an athlete, specifically in college. Zach is fully transparent, and I appreciate that because as he is sinful just like everyone else in the world, he trusts in Christ now more than ever and gives his sin to him. We also get to talk about how he blends his prayer life with social media outreach, his brand new podcast, and so much more today. This is a great conversation. I love talking with Zach today. For all you listening out there, make sure to hit the subscribe button and share it with an athlete that you know. Uh, But without further ado, here is Zach Dean. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I am Ken Burke, and our guest today is Zach Dean. Zach, thank you so much for joining the show today, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Ken. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity this podcast excites me. I love it. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. And, you know, we have a lot to talk about with you and your life and your baseball journey and your new podcast that you have just started. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. I would love, first of all, to know more about you as a person, as a Christian, and just how Christ has changed you as an athlete and as a person. Yeah, totally. I love this question. I love sharing my testimony because, as you know, there's power in testimonies. And, Mm. I was raised in church. I, my parents, praise be to God, are loving Christian parents. They're great role models. A man and a woman of God are my parents. Praise be to Jesus for that because who knows if I would be here if not. I mean, I'm not going to doubt God and what he could do, but that having my roots built on that foundation and coming to church, and even though I didn't want to go to church as a kid, my dad was always there like, come on, Zach, let's go wake up. You're coming to church. And I would always do it and not be pleased about it. I would go and just go through the motions and get it done. But I always had a faith. My faith always lied in Jesus Christ. It was always there. I always prayed and I always had that to fall back on. Even if I didn't love going to church and even if I didn't live a life that was on fire for Jesus, I had that faith praise be to God. So throughout my childhood, I had a family member in my family that struggled with drug addiction. And throughout that entire childhood of going through that, and anybody that knows about drug addiction is it's a family disease and it affects everybody. And it affected my mom majorly. And I became a kid that was very isolated and very just would keep to myself, would go to my room, would avoid going out into the world because I didn't want to get addicted to drugs in my, in my eyes as a kid. That's what would happen if you go out into the world. And I would just focus on baseball. Baseball Mm -hmm. was my life. That was everything to me. I would just play baseball and I would come home and that was it. 
And my senior year of high school, I came out of my shell a little bit and started partying, started drinking, started smoking weed, started vaping, started just doing stupid things. I don't know where this came from, but it just flooded in. And before you know it, I was engulfed in it. I was engulfed in this sin and it trickled into college where my first two years I played at Kellogg Community College and after that, I transferred to Indiana University of South Bend. And during my last year at Kellogg, I failed a class and became ineligible. And I was feeling better than I had ever felt baseball-wise. I was the best I had been as a pitcher and became ineligible. And in my mind, everything's done. Like, how can I go to another school? How will I be able to transfer to another school if I have academic issues, like coaches, red flag right there. So I immediately cling down to the verse Romans 8.28. That's my life verse. Everything works for the good of those who love God and have been called according to his purpose. And I held on to that verse and I didn't know how this was going to work out for good. I didn't know how on earth this pain in my life could turn into good, but God did. He gave me an opportunity at Indiana South Bend, and I was able to play baseball there for three years, and I loved every minute of it, but I still lived in that sin. I still lived in that drinking party life, smoking, just all the stuff you can Im imagine a college kid, party kid doing what I was doing, and it produced so much anxiety, so much depression, and it was painful, and after graduating college, I went on this hike in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and decided to go on this week-long camping trip just living out of my car and going to different state parks, national parks in the UP. And during this time, I felt a call and a pull on my heart to start praying more, to start talking to God, to just explore what that's about because I had that faith, but I never took it serious. I always just lived in the sin and would repent at night and pray and ask for forgiveness. But the next day I would go right back to sinning and I was done doing that. I knew there was more in life. I knew there was more to life. So I needed to find it. And during this camping trip, I found Jesus. I started praying and it slowly turned into a closer and closer relationship with God. I started to uh, see videos on TikTok, and oftentimes I would see a video, scroll by it, and feel guilty, mm. go back, and you have to watch it at that point. And I, in that, I came closer to Jesus. I learned more about him, and slowly but surely, I started posting videos on TikTok about him because I wanted to feed back into social media, which God used to feed me. And slowly but surely we're at the point in my life where now I'm called by God to be a pastor and at some point in my life I don't know when that's going to be or what that looks like but I recently made the change in careers to ministry I accepted a youth ministry coordinator position at my church and I'm working with middle school and high schoolers and it is just a blessing from God doing what I love every single day and yeah, that's a little bit of my testimony. Sorry, that was a, no. a mouthful. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That is so cool. And, you know, I, I think I relate to you so much where, you know, I was, before I had that relationship with Jesus, I was just 
trying to fit in, trying to be some some one of the guys on the baseball team, and uh, I was so different than what I was now and what I am now. And I look back on that and it seems like another life. It seems like you, like it's a completely like that when you found Jesus, it's just the start of a new life. And now you're just, it feels like that is like a distant memory that you can't even really imagine that you lived through that. But how, when you, when you made that switch of like really taking that relationship with Jesus seriously, how did, how did that change? How did that change your day-to-day life? Oh man, it, that switch was everything. I used to, like you said, just try to fit in, just try to be one of the guys. And it was always that I was chasing this temporary pleasure in my flesh and I was just chasing it and chasing it. And Mm. as everyone who's listening to this knows that never satisfies, it never fills our cup. Mm. And when I started to follow Jesus and pursue that relationship with him, I found his love, which was just the greatest joy and comfort you could possibly find in life. And it was incredible. And it's everything I could possibly imagine in life and in heaven. And it makes me not want to pursue those fleshly desires anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, oh my gosh, when you, when you feel, when you finally get the gospel, you're just like, wow, that's, it's so, I, the only, only way to describe it is it's amazing. It's, it's something that's not of this world and you couldn't, you couldn't find that satisfaction other than Jesus. And I mean, for people out there, like I have lived, I have tried to find satisfaction through my sport, through relationships, and it, it never works. It never really does. And what you know throughout your sports career how did sin affect how you played and how you navigated being an athlete sin was hard man it was something that i just lived with and didn't try to improve i didn't try to remove it out of my life i didn't let jesus cut out the dead branches i simply lived in it thinking this is what being a human is and mm. It was drinking, it was smoking weed, it was doing just things that were not helping me be a better athlete. I was gossiping about teammates, I was gossiping about a coach, like just being bitter, genuinely not a good person, not led by Jesus at all. And all these things cause anxiety. Drinking made me, I mean, everybody knows the physical effects about drinking. I'm not a scientist, but I know it doesn't help (laughs) you on that Sunday morning lift and practice. It was not Mm. making me a better baseball player. Smoking weed was not helping me be better in the classroom. It was not helping me be more motivated to go work harder. It was just doing damaging things, vaping and using nicotine in different ways was not helping my mental health or my lungs. Like, all these things were just hurting me as a baseball player. And I would love to go back and do things differently, but I know that it's part of my story. And I'm now able to relate to people that are in those sins, that are in those struggles, because God uses people that are not fit for the job sometimes. So praise God for that. Yeah. Have you have you really been able to relate to, you know, some of the middle school or high school kids that maybe are putting their identity in sports or finding maybe they're even starting with addiction now? Like how have you been able to relate to them um, as a as a youth coordinator? Oh, yeah, that's I just recently started the job in uh, early January. So I haven't been too deep into it yet, but I'm building those connections and relationships with, um, 
with uh, students and luckily I haven't found anybody in my conversations with them yet that's in those addictions but if that time comes I'll be able to tell them and share with them how it affected me how it hurt me how it caused so much anxiety and depression and I'm actually going to share that this Sunday when uh, we have youth night I'll be sharing a message about how God's word changed me it took away the anxiety and depression because I used to think sin was something that God didn't want us to do. And it was just unfair. I'm like, God, why can Mm. I not do these things that make me feel good? It's, it's annoying that you tell me not to. And something I learned in the last year was God doesn't want us to not sin because he's some ruler with a, you know, just looking down and pointing at us and judging us, but he doesn't want us to sin because it causes us pain. Like he knows what's better for us. And this sin was causing heartache and pain, even though it was making my flesh feel good. It was causing heartache and pain. And I'm going to share that message with uh, the middle school and high schoolers this weekend. So hopefully that hits home to them. And if they're not struggling with addiction now, hopefully they look back to this message when they're in college and faced with temptation. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's definitely going to come. And you know, there's, I I really, when, you know, I was in middle school, I was like, what is, I'm not going to battle some of these things. And then when I got to high school and college, it was like, whoa, like you, (laughs) you said you weren't going to do any of these things. And then you are going right down that path. Uh, And it's, yeah, it's, it's good to look back on things that people had taught you before, um, and just try to try to cling to those things that really, really stuck out with you yeah. or to you. But yeah, like a, as we're talking about battling sin in, in life and in sports today, was it difficult for you to live out your faith while, while being around other athletes that weren't Christians? Oh yeah, sure. It was, um, because I really didn't have much of a faith myself. Like I had such a shallow faith and Jesus describes how we need to look at what our soil is. We're either in thorny soil, rocky soil, fertile soil, and there's one more that I can't remember, but my soil was not soil. It was just garbage. And (laughs) I had the most basic faith you could possibly imagine. I wore a cross around my neck. I had a cross tattoo and called Jesus my, I don't even, yeah, I would call Jesus my Lord and Savior, but I just called myself Christian. That was really it. And if you sent me back to college tomorrow, it would not be difficult at all though, because I've found how to not fear man and fear God instead. And I would love to get another chance to go back to college and just try to shine a light in that place and You know, it's easy to look back at it as a missed opportunity and everything, but I know God will use it for good. And it it can be hard to be around people that are not walking in the faith, though. We have to be careful in how we, you know, Jesus hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. So we have to make sure that we're not participating in those sins with people around us and allowing other people to be an influence on us. Like we need to have God be our influence and God be our director. God be our lamp at our path, showing us the way from what is right and what is wrong. And that can be so easy falling into that peer pressure. But if we 
get our soil in fertile soil that's with Jesus, those roots will be strong and we will have a solid base built on. Yeah. And that's something that I've always struggled with is like, we, yes, we're called to, to be like Jesus in the world, but also like you don't want to be so in the world that you you don't reflect Jesus anymore. And you have to find that balance of being able to, to have, be around Christian teammates and then other teammates that aren't living out their faith and have to be able to stick out for Jesus, but at the same time, not fall into that temptation, which is, it's hard. It's so difficult. And that, that's not, that's not just in sports, that's in life really. But yeah, it's, it's really hard um, for sure. What advice would you give to your younger self about dealing with that sin that comes with being an athlete and being a college student? I would smack him in the face and tell him that (laughs) that sin was causing my anxiety and depression. Like Mm. I thought this stuff was so fun, like, you know, just doing all these things that pleased your flesh, but this is what's making you miserable. You're not going to find happiness in it. And, you know, I was just so immature and I would tell him to just reevaluate what your motives are, what your affections are. And I would really just stress to him that your anxiety and depression is being caused by this sin you're living in. That's, I mean, that's good advice. I, I, I should have, I should have taken taken that advice as well from people that I knew. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really difficult sometimes to, to look back and just think of like, how how dumb I was and just yeah it's it can be frustrating <laughs> I try to, to I try to just to look to the to the present to and thank Jesus you know for what for what he's doing right now Amen. but you know Zach how how are you able to blend your your prayer life and social media because we talked about that you talked about that a little bit before how have you seen God use that as a way of, you know, witnessing to others and how has it changed your spiritual life while, while doing that? When I started doing it, it was uncomfortable. It was truly so uncomfortable to start posting. Mm. One thing, first of all, was difficult. It was just taking a video of my face and posting that on <laughs> social media. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that was difficult was talking about Jesus because people in this day and age think it's cool to live for the world, to party, to do all this stuff. And everybody that followed me were people that I used to party with people that I used to do that stuff with. So it was a little intimidating. The fear of man definitely hit me. And it was like Satan constantly telling me that you're being judged for this. People are laughing at you doing this. And God used that as a way for me to get over fear of man and start to fear God more because that is where freedom is found. Like I truly used to just fear man and care what other people thought of me so deeply. And I'm so blessed that God has got me over that because now I just live to please him. And there's no anxiety in that. There's peace and comfort and life that's found in that. And something that I think this entire journey has helped is well, at least I hope it helps other people be more vocal and more public about their faith because it, when I started, it felt like I was walking into the Bermuda triangle. Like nobody (laughs) does this. Like I'm the only one in my mind that does this, like out of people I know, I know there's people out there on social media that are doing this, but in my circle, in my experience with the church, nobody does this. This is insane, but I did it. And no fear of man was going to stop me. Praise be to God. Like God gave me 
just the strength to get through it and move through and go on to the next step every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I I really, you know, doing this podcast, I didn't know anybody that had a podcast like this. And uh, it was it was fearful. It was like going, mm-hmm. going in the unknown. You don't really know what was going to happen. And yeah, like I was afraid of people judging me and people like saying like, you used to be this way. Why are you doing all of this stuff now? Like, like why mm-hmm. are you doing a podcast? Why are you going online and telling, telling people about Jesus when you were so sinful and did all of these things before? And I think that was mostly in my mind. Like, I think that was, like you said, Satan just playing in my mind, like, you know, you're not good enough for this. Mm-hmm. But every time it's like, I just, I just have to realign myself with scripture and, and be okay with being uncomfortable. And just because, you know, somebody's going to know about Jesus one day because of either something you said or something I said, or just a seed that somebody planted. And I think it's worth it. I think it's really worth it when, if that happens. Definitely. That is so good. That is a word of wisdom right there. Like someone's either going to be in heaven because of what we shared with them or they're not because of what we misrepresented about Jesus. Like I was wearing a cross around my neck and a tattoo on my arm and just acting like the opposite of a Christian. And I pray nobody saw that and thought that's what Christianity is about. And you know, that's, it's tough. Yeah, it is. And I, I, like I said before, I try not to, I try not to reflect on that too much in my life because I was, so I was so dumb and I, I called myself a Christian and I was not representing Christ at all. And that's, it was just, it's just hard to think about, but you know, as we, as you move into a new day and a new light uh, with Jesus, you started the Hey God podcast. Why did you start that first of all? And second of all, how has that been going so far? Yeah, I started that as a way for me to be able to share deeper, longer messages that God spoke to me that won't fit in a TikTok video or Instagram video. These are messages that God puts on my heart every week. Um, It's something that I don't even have planned until days before I film it, just because I want it to be authentic and I want to give God the opportunity to speak a word to me that week, to give me some knowledge and wisdom. And the podcast has been such a blessing. And as long as it has shared or it has impacted one person in a positive light, that's literally what I'm doing it for. And I currently am trying to develop my skills of talking and of preaching and of sharing. And I think this podcast is doing just that. It's kind of emulating a sharing of a message that a pastor would do every week, writing up a message, writing notes and sitting down for 30 minutes and sharing a message to a group of people. So that's my goal with this podcast is to become a better preacher and disciple of Jesus. And it just lights a a fire on my heart and brings me so much joy. And I've enjoyed every second of the podcast so far. What do you hope people get out of it? And what do you hope you get out of it? Mm. Yeah, I I pray that the listener gains a closer relationship with Jesus mm. through hearing my experiences with God, my experiences in life and applying them to their own life. I pray that they get revelation in some way and something that God has put on my heart to share each week that it just lights a fire in their heart like it did mine. And for myself, I hope... I gain the skill of 
communicating the gospel better every single day. That's my prayer is to, is for God to give me better communication skills of Jesus, help me communicate Jesus to others. And that is simple right there is that's all I want. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I can already tell that that people are getting something out of it for, through Instagram and TikTok. And this podcast is going to be just a another avenue for you for sure. And yeah, I think I think the last question I had for you today was you have taken a very similar path as most baseball players and in which, you know, you're golfing now after playing baseball, which is something that can be a bittersweet relationship uh, with that sport. So first of all, how is your slice doing? Uh, because I know every baseball player has a slice that they have to deal with. Uh, and second of all, what tendencies are you seeing play out from your baseball career into your golf career? Well, Ken, I have my driver set on the draw setting, and I'm still slicing the ball into the woods. So <laughs> the draw is not coming anytime soon. The slice is still hitting everything in the woods. So we're working on that, but... Um, some tendencies that have translated into golf from baseball is kind of like hitting in baseball and hitting with golf. You have one shot, like it's, it's you get three at bats, four at bats a game, and it's kind of similar with golf. It's easy to sit on the range and just pipe balls, and you get a lot more than three swings in a golf round, more upwards of a hundred possibly. <laughs> but each time you're standing over a shot you get one chance at that, just like an at-bat in baseball. So I think there's a connection there. And I've also found in baseball, when I was pitching, when I was on the mound coming out of the bullpen, I had this like killer instinct that I just loved. It was something I never felt anywhere other than being on the mound Mm. in baseball. Just this confidence and desire to win. And in a different way, I have found that while I'm preaching the word of Jesus, while I'm sharing God's word, I feel that confidence. I feel that fire. I feel that desire to get a victory for heaven, to win souls to heaven. And it's it's awesome how that connects and how that translates. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. And yeah, Zach, this is this has been awesome. Uh, I'm really grateful that you got to come on today. And like I said before, what you're doing with social media and the podcast now is just awesome to witness. And I really just wish you the best of luck with everything you have going on. Thanks a lot, Ken. I really appreciate it. I love this podcast and I'm excited to listen to all the guests you have on here because you have so much wisdom from the Holy Spirit and God has called you to this and he is going to do big things with it. And I'm very excited to see what those things are. So God bless you, brother. All right. For all you people listening out there, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, Please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you could ever imagine. But if you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Like we say every single week, and I reiterate it every single week because it's so important. Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.